We are in a perfect storm when it comes to individual disability insurance. There has never been a better time to be offering disability insurance solutions to your clients. Consider that there are an unlimited amount of prospects. There is virtually no competition. Products are better than ever, and compensation is at an all-time high. Doesn't that sound like a business opportunity in which you want to be involved? But there is no easy button to push. You still have to put in the work to have conversations with prospects and clients about the importance of protecting their income and their business. The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have these conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. Hi, this is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this edition of the DI Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdo. Mike, how are you doing on this fine day? Chris, good morning. How are you? You know, it's one of those days in Seattle, Chamber of Commerce, in terms of the weather anyway. Not a cloud in the sky. It's going to be about 60 degrees, which for this time of year, it's great. Unfortunately, not enough people are out uh, enjoying the weather because of everything going on in the world, but we are going to take it. It's interesting. We like to do the weather forecast. Same thing. 71 degrees and not a cloud in the sky every day and not a person on the street. So I live really close to a very busy bicycle route for obviously cycle enthusiasts and it, it, they go by all day long. And you know what? I see one on an occasion and you know, it, it is, it's just, it's a little too quiet. It's now getting to the point of eerie. Wouldn't you say it's a little bit eerie now? It was funny for a week. Then we got used to it. We all believe what has to happen has to happen. But by the same token, it's eerily quiet. It really, really is. Well, Mike, as we lean into this episode, is we've talked a lot about insurance needs for the individual. And I'd like to kind of maybe pivot a little bit and talk about disability insurance for business owners, specifically in this episode, talking about business overhead expense. And I, I'd like to give you my thoughts and then have you comment on those, if you will. Oh, Chris, I think you know, we're going to continue to obviously get single sales ideas for the consumer and in time and the individual person and in time for groups of people and everything else. But I think, I think business overhead expense, which you'll explain momentarily, if you put things on a list of importance to get at the end of the day, I think you and I would agree that business overhead expense probably comes in around number two. No question. And I, I've often felt, Mike, that BOE was actually the easiest sale to make, uh, especially, you know, if, if we focus on business owners and we get out of the medical dental attorney marketplace for just a second. I'm not saying that it's not easy there, but it's different in the business owner uh, world because so many producers say, how do I break into, you know, the business owner market? And so here's why I think it's the easiest sale. Number one, the premium is tax deductible to all business entities to include, you know, those sole proprietors and those partnerships, which is obviously an advantage over individual DI. You know, number two, it's a lot less expensive dollar for dollar than DI. 
because it's not as comprehensive of a policy, if you will. And then number three, it protects the most important thing in that business owner's world, their business. Now, the first thing that a business owner thinks about when he or she wakes up in the morning is their business. And I'm not here to say that's what it should be. It probably should be their loved ones or their faith, depending if, if that's something that they are. But they wake up thinking, how am I going to make my, my business better today? And I've often said, Mike, that those are the three reasons. Now there's a fourth reason with when us dealing with COVID-19. One of the biggest challenges that businesses are having today is to be able to retain employees when income is reduced, in some cases by 50%, some cases 90 plus percent. So if we, if we take it out of the COVID-19 situation for a second and you have a business owner who becomes hurt or sick and isn't able to work, the good news for his or her employees is that income continues to come in to pay their salary. And so I think it's, it's a great time to start laying the framework. So when the bell rings, when we kind of go back to maybe what we're going to call our new normal to start having conversations with business owners regarding the importance of business overhead expense as part of their overall risk management plan. What are your thoughts? Chris, I couldn't agree more. And, and one of the terms that, that I think is awesome, for lack of a better term, that you're using is when the bell rings, this too shall pass. And I think we need to, to stay focused and stay on this. I, uh, and most people in our industry, I hope, are, are optimistic generally. I don't think the floodgates will open, but you know, for everything that happens, there's new opportunities. So, you know, we keep talking about the downside, 32% unemployment. Well, you know, surprise, surprise, you know, the most, again, the, you know, the most highly densely populated places in the country are also the ones that have the greatest fallout of, of COVID-19. My point is that sometimes we state the obvious. I think when people go back to work, one of the things that, that is going to be fresh on everybody's mind, regardless of how this all plays out, is business interruption. And wouldn't you say that overhead expense falls right into the property casualty world of business interruption insurance? You know, Mike, you're spot on. Obviously, there are numerous discussions going on all across this country that business owners are threatening to sue their PNC carrier. There are legislators that are clamoring to have the COVID-19 be paid as part of the business interruption insurance policy, of which it wasn't designed that way, but nonetheless, they're pushing that way. But the point being is the business is interrupted. And, and you've heard me say this before, Mike, typically business interruption insurance is if there's some kind of situation, maybe the building burns down, there's a hurricane, whatever, flood, and the business can't operate. And I've often said, instead of the building burning down, it's the business owner burning down or becoming disabled. And so what I like about this particular product and why I like approaching business owners is the fact that they're already predisposed to protecting their business. They're already paying premiums for business interruption insurance. And Mike, over the years, you and I have talked about this. This goes back 25 plus years. And we talked about to those P&C agents is, you know, when you have that business interruption insurance quote, at the very bottom, you have personal business interruption premium and whatever that is. Let's say it's for $10,000 a month, 30, 90 day wait, doesn't make any difference. 12 month benefit period and it costs a hundred bucks a month. You just put that at the very bottom and guess what's going to happen? The clients are going to ask about it and then you can just pivot and say, Oh yeah, instead of the building burning down, this will pay if you burn down, i.e. you become hurt or sick and can't come to work. So it's just another way to engage that business owner to protect him 
And again, I, I want to repeat myself is the fact right now, so many business owners, they want to, they want to keep employing their employees. And so we're in a unique time with the COVID-19, but some of these business owners going forward, they're going to become hurt or sick and can't work. And they're going to want to uh, continue to employ their employees and BOE provides the funds to do that. Chris, once again, a super, super simple sales idea. What happens if the building burns down? I get it. What happens if you burn down? Easy, easy statements to make. Along those same lines is what I've always, and I learned this almost 30 years ago, but it's you always ask the question of a business owner. And these are easy things. You can phrase them any way you want. We're just trying to give you ideas. But you ask somebody, when was the last time you paid top dollar in a fire sale, Chris? I love that question. Yeah, it's as easy as that. Nobody wants to pay top dollar in a fire sale. The point is, is with, with business overhead expense, which again is an interruption insurance. If you've got a going concern and it's still going because the lights are on, you're not behind in rent, the bills are paid, things are, are, are normal versus somebody knowing you had a heart attack and are never going back to work. It, it's a completely different valuation of a business, regardless of whether you're selling it or you've got inventory to get rid of. Along those same lines, it's, it's a couple of questions. You can say, what about you burning down and go right into, okay, here's what we've taken care of. We've taken care of your fleet. Let's assume you have four or five vehicles that you have to use. We've taken care of your fleet. You have a small warehouse or, 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 or a storefront, and you own it. So we've taken care of brick and mortar, taking care of the fleet, the employees, and the brick and mortar. Let me ask you a really quick question. Have we taken care of the bag of money? Is it in the safe? Where's the bag of money? The bag of money is you that produces this every single month. Have we taken care of it? It's just like a regular IDI sale in that regard. Have we taken care of the bag of money? All of these things create the bag of money. They stop, the bag of money stops. Is that a problem? Does that present a problem for you as a business or not? Chris, if we can always get to the point of, Answers are simple, meaning they're only one of two, yes or no. Then we get to move forward with our client and see where we're going to go from there because it, it's, it's rational and logical. Does that present a problem? Yes or no. And as you and I mentioned earlier in earlier podcasts, excuse me, that sometimes that pause can seem like a really long period of time when in actuality it's probably three to five seconds when they the answer that you're probably 95% of the time looking for it. So yes, that would present a problem. Could you elaborate briefly here on some of the mechanics of overhead? I, I heard you mention tax deductibility. How long does it last? When does it usually start? Could you hit a couple of the mechanics of the product itself to include the tax deductibility and how that works specifically and duration and benefit period and elimination period and typically how it works from um, how much do you get? Do you get as much as you want? Just real quick, elaborate on that. If you want. Great, great point, Mike. So let me give you some of the technical aspects. I mean, the, the elimination periods typically are 30, 60, 90 days. The benefit periods are 12, 18, 24 months. And I'm going to hit the pause button and make a, a comment on that. I think you'll agree with me, Mike, that the typical BOE policy sold is 30-day wait, 12-month benefit period. Fair? Absolutely. And I believe that the overwhelming majority of producers who do that it's a default. If we're really doing the proper job for our clients is we really need to take into account their cash flow or their receivables. So as an example, I know that I skipped over the doctors, the dentists and the attorneys and went to the business owner, but let's, let's hit the, the doctor for a second. I mean, we know that the average doctor is not getting paid immediately when the patient comes in. 
And, and yeah. whether, whether that receivable for 30, 60 or 90 days, you know, to me, if you really have a great conversation, you ask questions as you demonstrated, Mike, you're, we're probably in a position to maybe lengthen the elimination period to coincide when the receivables start to go down. And here's why I think that might be important. On average, a 90 day wait, would you say cost about half of a 30 day wait when it comes to BOE? I would say you're within 10% either way, probably. So yes, I would say it can be close to half. You have the ability to really do a good job by asking questions as opposed to just defaulting. So let me go back into, to answer your question earlier. And so those are elimination periods and benefit periods. And your question as far, can you buy as much as you want? Well, the thing that everybody needs to remember is that BOE is a reimbursable expense. So you have to have the actual expenses to be reimbursed for. So that also why it's so important to ask questions of your client, because there might be some expenses that would go away should they become hurt or sick. And so they, they can't overinsure for BOE. And so if, if they, so they're going to have to prove those receipts. Now, once they do file a claim and you know, they, they talk about here are my, my expenses, the thing to keep in mind is that the benefits come to the disabled person on a taxable basis. Now, remember, the premium was, was tax deductible. The benefits come taxable. But the good thing is, since they are now going to use those to pay expenses, it's a wash. So it's just an incredible, it's incredibly effective tax-wise when we can take a deduction, even though it comes in taxable, we, we have a tax deductible expense on the other end. And you said any entity, not just a C-Corp, but any entity can actually have this tax, de- tax deduction, excuse me. You know, which is really great for those sole props or those partnerships that, that they're able to take a deduction for BOE, which they can't on the individual DI. Interesting. One more question for you, Chris, and more of a technical question again is, let's say that I had, let's do easy math for the game, for everybody that's listening this morning, 5000 a month is 60000 total in overhead. What if I'm out for six months and I only use half, and then I'm out another six months and I've only used 20%, so let's say that I have around $2,000 a month left, but I've gone past the benefit period. What happens to that 24000 that's remaining? And I, let me qualify this. I'm still disabled and I still have expenses. Now I've been able to pare them down a little bit. That's why I have less expenses, but I still. So is it over at the end of that twelve with my $24,000 left? Or how does that work exactly with most carriers? And my great question, and you used a great term earlier when you talked about a bag of money, and that's what BOE really is. It's a bag of money. So if you got $5,000 a month for, for 12 months, you have a bag of money for $60,000 of which you can take out $5,000 at a time. And should, to your point, maybe there's going to be some months where it's not the 5000 the insurance carrier will allow you to extend beyond the 12 months, assuming you're disabled, Assuming you still have expenses until you exhaust that $60,000 of bag of money. So it's an incredibly flexible product. Now, I think that that's a great feature in a BOE contract. I think most of us, and you, and you talked about the fire sale. I really look at BOE as buying time, buying time for that business owner or that professional to come back to work or buying time to sell their interest in the business or the practice. And so while that extension is great to have, I don't think it comes into play that much because I think the business owner has either come back to work or he or she has sold their business or practice. Chris, I think that that's 
phenomenal statement. And one of the things that you just said is buying time. And let's, let's be candid here. It's going to be probably one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make in your life. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Can I come back? If I can, how long will it take me to come back? Regardless what the situation is, because I think we all realize now that anything can happen at any time and anybody can be hurt or sick. As I explained to you the other day, and I won't take time here, as a friend of mine had a friend that had an aneurysm. Well, you know what? Real accidents and illnesses still happen even with COVID-19. Completely outside of the world of COVID-19, there are unfortunately people having strokes, heart attacks, being diagnosed with cancer. Life still goes on. COVID-19 is just another layer for us to deal with. But things continue the same way. I will say that I've read that nationally automobile accidents, Phoenix specifically did a study already that they're down 75%. Again, state the obvious, that stands to reason if nobody's driving, we're going to have much fewer accidents. My little point of the day. That's really interesting. You know, Mike, and I want to kind of put the cherry on top of this discussion today, is you talked about a fire sale, and we talked about buying time you know, to be able to sell their business or the practice if that's the case. And to your point, by having BOE and being able to make sure that your business or practice is operational, to make sure your employees are still there, your infrastructure is still there, if you make the decision to sell your business or your practice, you're going to be able to get close to top dollar as opposed to, as you said before, a fire sale price. So I really believe that a BOE policy is such a crucial part of any professional or business owner's, you know, risk management plan. And it dovetail on what they're already doing for their business at eruption insurance. So it, to me, it's when our producers, our listeners ought to start laying the groundwork for having these conversations once the bell rings and we start getting back to the new normal. And if you have questions, again, Chris and I are familiar with almost Every brokerage general agent that is a DI specific or is an expert in disability insurance around the country, you have one in your locale somewhere. There are also disability experts from carriers. So feel free to reach out to them if you really want to take this to the next level and go deeper. And I'm sure any of them, as Chris, you would agree, would be more than happy to assist you. Absolutely. And Mike, as we close this session, uh, what I'd like to remind everybody that if they're interested in the Income Protection Academy that we just launched, just go to the DIGuysPodcast.com and on the top toolbar, there's a more information regarding the Income Protection Academy coaching program. And also make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. So Mike, you have a wonderful rest of your day. Chris, enjoy your week and thank you very much.